Hello and welcome to a new episode of Business Scale Insights with your host, Kimberly Bonner. Today's episode is going to continue our series on love and money. Business Scale Insights is brought to you by New Day Consulting Systems, a firm dedicated to helping small businesses scale well. To recap on the business series, Love and Money, this series is all about relationships, our relationships with ourself, others, and things um, as it relates to the generation of wealth and businesses for long-term success. If you just are brand spanking new to this series, I strongly encourage you to go to the beginning of the series because I think there's a lot of good stuff and good nuggets related to your beliefs and your relationship with yourself. And um, previously, a few weeks ago, I started talking about your relationship with others and EQ and IQ and LQ and the love ethic. I strongly encourage you to go back to those episodes. I don't have time to rehash them now, but they really serve as a wonderful foundation for our conversation today. Today will be the last episode that I spend talking about really digging into your relationship with others as it relates to uh, leadership and leadership development. So again, uh, I encourage Everyone, if you're really interested in really getting a full understanding of what I'm talking about, it's going to be really hard for me to go back all over all of those concepts on this episode. Please listen to the other episodes uh, and then come back to this one because really this one builds on all the information that I've shared with you previously. Okay, Empire Builders, this is our last episode talking about your relationship with others. And in my opinion, if you're talking about evaluating your relationship with others, you're really talking about loves evaluating your leadership skills. Because there's no way you can talk about uh, relationships with other people without talking about leadership because in at the end of the day that's what leadership is all about relationships people consenting coming into agreement to you giving them something to you giving some value to them um, to you uh, leading them in a direction guiding them in a direction uh, we can't talk about relationships with other people and the generation of wealth and the generation and creation of next generation great businesses without talking about leadership. The problem, I think, though, is that there's been so much discussion about what great leaders are and all this research. And, you know, there's just been so much scholarly talk about leadership. But quite frankly, I have not seen great leadership. And if I were to look at America today, I would say there's a leadership crisis. And the leadership crisis is so severe that you have people demonstrating in the streets, right? Um, and, 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 and really um, taking extreme measures to voice their concern. So even though we've had a lot of talk, 
talk and conversation and research about leadership, we don't see it in practice. And I, I have some observations about why that is, but I'm, I'm not really sure as to why that is. And so I would love to get your input. I'd love for you to call in. I'd love for you to email me. I'd love for you to DM me on Twitter because there appears to be a leadership crisis in the United States. And it's not just in politics. It's in education. It's in business. And um, I'd love to find out why. Because we're never going to create these next generation businesses that improve humanity, right? And make a dent in the, un in the universe without first having leaders in these organizations that um, care and know how to guide and lead others and have healthy relationships with others. So now I know I've stirred up the pot because everybody thinks they know what leadership is. And, you know, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody has one. I have a markedly different view of leadership than I think most people do. Um, and it's not based upon empirical evidence. It's not based in the sense of I surveyed a million people around the world and the best companies. And, you know, I took a, a scientific approach to this. That's not it. I this is this is just my opinion based upon over 20 years of observing different leadership styles in the workplace. That's it. <laughs> it is not based on this massive, you know, scientific gathering of data. And what I I have come to the conclusion that I I really have only been in one organization that had a great leader. And that happened to be a federal judge that I clerked for <laughs> right after law school. And then it kind of went all, down, all the way downhill from there. Um, and this is what I mean by that. Um, when, I, when I talk about leadership, and the reason why I put him in such high regard, when I talk about leadership, I think leadership is very different from management, right? And I think most of the scholarly research would say that's true. Um, I'm not too sure if the scholars out there in leadership land and management land would agree with me about this. I think in America, we have a boatload of managers. I think we have a ton of managers. And to me, the difference between leadership and management is I believe you manage things. You manage tasks. You manage resources, but you don't manage people. You manage robots. You know, you manage, you manage computers. You know what I mean? You manage stuff, you know. And we're going to talk about this. This is a wonderful pivot to my conversation with you guys next week about your relationship with things. You definitely need to have great management skills when it comes to things and the generation of wealth. But that is subordinate to leadership. 
I don't lead my computer, you know. I don't lead my um, iPhone. I don't lead my finances. I don't lead my car. I don't lead my home. I don't lead my garden. I don't lead my yard. I don't lead my bike. You know, I manage them. I keep them up. I um, uh, repair them. Uh, But I don't lead them. To me, leadership is squarely in the realm of um, governance. And when you're talking about governance, there must be agreement. My computer can't consent. My cell phone can't consent. My my garden can't consent. uh, My house can't consent. Only human beings have the free moral agency to consent to be governed, right? So when I'm talking about leaders and leadership, that is solely in the realm of human beings and solely in the realm of relationships. When you're talking about a lot of organizations, you have people who are great managers, they have great titles, right? Um, They have been given authority, but the people over them necessarily may not be happy about that. There's no consensus. There's no um, uh, real sense of following a person. Uh, They might be following a job title, but they're not necessarily following a person. And as long as in America we have um, uh, just just a, a flood of great managers who know how to manage tasks, and know how to manage things, and know how to manage computer code, and know how to manage robots, but they don't know how to connect with people and get buy-in and get consensus and get a yes, get agreement, then, and not only not just agreement from your staff, but agreement from your clients, right? You got to get a yes for people to pay you. (laughs) You've got to get a yes for people to follow you repeatedly. You've got to get a yes from the client. You've got to get a yes from the culture. You've got to get a yes from your, your tribe. There must be agreement, right? So, okay, I know I've got a lot of skeptics out there. I'd be skeptical myself if I was you listening to me. A matter of fact, am skeptical of myself. <laughs> so I am giving you guys who are empirically based, um, very logical thinkers out there some research, just to kind of get your wheels a turning, right? Um, and it's from Harvard Business Review, and it's an article that. Um, was authored by Sonny Giles, and the title is The Most Important Leadership Competencies According to the to Leaders Around the World. 
the most important leadership competencies, according to leaders around the world. And this is a survey went out to all these hoity-toity, great, brilliant people. And they came up with this like top, I'm going to say top five competencies. And when I, when I share these competencies, I'm going to tell you about my personal experience. But don't take my word for it. I want you to think about your personal experience. And at the end of the day, if the vast majority of your work experience did not include seeing people with all these five competencies, particularly the most important number one quality or leadership competency, then you have to, I would say, agree with me to a certain on a certain level that there is a bit of a leadership crisis out there because if you got all this research that all oh, these are the leadership competencies. And this is the numero new leadership competency and hardly any of us have ever seen that thing in action. Then to me that says, mm, we're not seeing leaders. We're seeing something else. Okay, so drum roll please. Five top leadership competencies according to Harvard Business Review in 2016. Numero uno. Do you have a pen? Do you have paper? Because this is serious. Numero uno. Blew my mind. Demonstrates strong ethics. (laughs) And provides a sense of safety. Number one, let me repeat. Most important leadership competency demonstrates strong ethics and provides a sense of safety. Number one, most important leadership competency demonstrates strong ethics and provides a strong <laughs> a sense of safety. Think about that in terms of our politics. Think about that in terms of our uh, what. Right now, we're talking about Congress, the Trump administration. Think about that in terms of business, Facebook, Analytica, and all these wonderful uh, data-driven businesses, Google, Twitter, everything. Think about education, the, the massacre that just happened right down the street from my mother's house. Think about it. Number one, number one, umuro, uno. Leadership competency demonstrates a strong ethics and provides a sense of Safety. This theme combines two of the three most highly rated attributes, high ethical and moral standards. 67% selected it as one of the most important and communicating clear expectations. Taken together, these attributes are all about creating safe and trusting environments. A leader with high ethical, and I'm quoting directly from the article, a leader with high ethical standards conveys a commitment to fairness and instilling confidence that both they and their employees will honor the rules of the game. Similarly, when leaders clearly communicate their expectations, they avoid blindsiding people and ensure that everyone is on the same page. In a safe environment, employees can relax, invoking the brain's higher capacity for social engagement, innovation, creativity, and ambition. 
Look around your job. Look around the businesses that you've worked with. Look around the world. Do you see strong ethics and safety? I don't. Number two, empowering others. Very important. Empowering others to make um, decisions, autonomous decisions for themselves so they can actually do the job. That's number two. Number three, fosters connection and belonging. Did your last workplace do that? Does your business do that? Number four, open to new ideas and learning. Was your former boss that way? Was your former manager that way? Was the CEO, the chief executive of the organization that you were part of that way? Are you that way? Lastly, they nurture growth. Now, admittedly, I've seen number two, empowering others. And number four, open to new ideas and learning. I've seen that before. But I can tell you this. I have only seen number one, strong ethics and empowering a sense of safety in only one leader in over 20 years of work. And if that's the number one core competency for a leader based upon a much more scientific approach to this problem that's published by the Harvard Business Review, folks, we have a problem. And if you're honest with yourself and you look back over your career and you look at our culture and you look at our world, and I'm talking about in the United States, that's where I'm based, you're hard pressed to say that you are seeing people in their relationships with others that has a strong sense of ethics and and out and 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 creates safe places and safe spaces. It's hard to say that. So that's if that's our standard, if that's the core leadership, if that's the number one leadership competency, then for the next generation great business or organization, and in order to great, create massive amounts of wealth that actually improve the lives of humanity, I think we need to start having much more open, direct, clear conversations about um, ethical behavior in the workplace and um, creating safe environments for people. You can't have what we have with the Me Too movement. You, 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 you just can't have all kinds of breaches of privacy and, and, and all the kind of drama that we're dealing with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. We, we can't build the next generation great businesses with that kind of foolishness.